This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Happy Monday, everyone. I hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon. You're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday now. Omnia, for some reason, uh, we start our week right here in the UAE, Sunday. Yes. And in the in, in Western countries, they do start Monday, and they always say Monday's a slow day. Yeah. But for me, Sunday is never a slow day, but Monday becomes a slow day. I agree. I think internationally, everyone can vouch for that, that Mondays are very slow and they very dull. They feel heavy. They feel heavy, but right here on Future Talk, we don't have anything slow, but we have everything <laughs> fast because... We're talking about the UAEU and how it's launching a future class project to educate students in cooperation with SciScope International. Yes, indeed. Lots is happening when it comes to in- in- implementing distance learning and incorporating different forms of tech in it. But Google today is making headlines because they are planning to remove the search function in one country if media code becomes a law. Which country is it and will it become a reality? Will we really have no Google in that country? But ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you a hint and you can text us in at 4215.salat <laughs> if you know which country is that. But it's down under. <laughs> it is down under. But ladies and gentlemen, we're also talking about iOS 15 and how it may drop support for the iPhone 6 2016 iPhone SE as well. Who still has the iPhone 6? That's always a question I have in mind. I feel like it's been long some dead. People, some people, believe it or not, on me do have an iPhone 6. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to be telling you why they're not going to be supporting it anymore. But right here in the UAE, lots is happening as well in terms of creativity and innovation because an Emirati teen has created a life-saving drone that is armed with artificial intelligence and thermal cameras. And Facebook also does say that configuration change did cost some users to be logged out unexpectedly. So if you're a Facebook user and recently you did see that you were logged out and don't know why, well, we do have the answer to that. But ladies and gentlemen, we're taking a short break. But when we come back, we got everything that is happening in the digital world. But ladies and gentlemen, I am alive. Celine Dion. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, I am alive. Now we're talking about the university, the UAE University, and how it's launching a future class project to educate students, and it's in cooperation with Cisco International. Now the future class project does reimagine the teaching and learning experience in the classroom. Now this is very important, ladies and gentlemen, as um, the COVID-19 pandemic did prioritize distant learning. Now who knew? Now now Omnia, before we get into this, you mm. know that a lot of people. I can remember all the way back to 2006, 2007, they started implementing that online class and online school, especially in the United States. Yeah. And my cousin actually, Omnia, he got his uh, bachelor's and master's just by doing it online. Wow. So completely online. And even though a lot of people didn't really think it was the same value as a physical class, mm. now we're we're seeing it's the complete opposite. And that was 14 years ago, Omnia. I remember my cousin obviously was much older than me. Uh, he was doing online classes because obviously he was juggling work. He had to work. And at the same time, he did have to study. And uh, I'm looking at online classes now in general becoming more and more important and a factor whether or not it's not a factor anymore, whether or not you 
you got your, your, your degree from online or in person. And we're looking at more even uh, certificates being uh, submitted online. And a lot of people are becoming personal trainers. On the, they have their dietitians now just from online courses. So it does show that online classes, online courses, number one, they're reliable. And number two, they can make careers. Yes, indeed. And they can definitely be and provide the same quality for students around the world. But right here in the UAE, the UAE U University has launched the first smart lecture room project, which it's calling the Future Class. Now, what makes this class very futuristic is the fact that they're deploying different forms of artificial intelligent technologies within it. Now, these smart classrooms are going to enhance the university's role in smart learning because it's going to helps students as well as researchers to use smart tools and advanced technologies to be able to apply what they're learning. Yes, Omnia, and also this does come in line with the UAE's goal by 2031 Mm -hmm. uh, to be mainly dependent on AI. Now, we do know that AI is the future. Now, for those who don't know what AI is, it is artificial intelligence. Now, Cisco's managing director for the Gulf region did say that the UAE does believe that traditional educational methods will not attract current students nor satisfy their ambitions and technology is the key to a successful and prosperous society and that's where the future class project translate the commitment of the uae and its pioneering educational institutions such as the united arab emirates university for not limiting the advance of education sector based on the future alone so as a general we're looking at soon enough now uae university is a huge and very highly respected university omnia and what I, some people even told me that besides Khalifa University in Abu Dhabi, uh, United Arab Emirates University is one of the hardest in the country. It is one of the top universities and it's great to have such a smart lecture room become a part of it. Now, for those of you who are wondering, how will AI help out in this smart lecture room? Well, it's going to be attracting students from around the globe because it will help students register their attendance automatically through their geolocation. So you're mm-hmm. not looking at a teacher, you know, sitting down, calling out the names of the students, making sure that they're attending in that class. Let me tell you, honey, this was the strategy whenever online classes they're still taking place within universities, but the professor would call out the names. You may be in bed and you know, you'll just say yes and go back to sleep. You know, funny enough, Omnia, I think I believe like a month ago, two months ago, yeah. I came over to my friend's house, Omnia, and he was asleep in the Medjulis area. Yeah. And I just saw his laptop open and the professor is talking. He's he's like he's like sleeping. He's like, he's, he's dead. He's out of it. I'm like, Mohammed, Mohammed, wake up, Mohammed. And he was out of it but I mean a lot of people are taking uh, distant learning to a different approach but we're looking at how UAE University is doing it but there is an AI note taking tool which is based on AI and is a virtual assistant that does take lecture notes and does automatically capture and highlight the notes that was received and delivered by the teacher the student and the academic materials now robot assistance is a remotely controlled integrated robot that does perform several tasks which do include facilitating interaction between students and their teacher even in the virtual environment and the physical location in the future uh, the future class so we're looking at a new experience that does enhance the effective interconnection between the student and the teacher at different times and places and that is where i mean that geolocation does come in handy so i do believe that this is a great feat because again uh e- distance learning and e-learning 
right yes it's been around but now we're seeing the the kind of the innovative side of distance learning it, it was first implemented as like an emergency solution since every school went on lockdown no one was actually attending schools physically but now we're seeing people become creative in the way they implement it in their schools let us know have you been enjoying distance learning our text lines are open 4215 do it to salat or sign into our dms at pulse95 radio but let us move on to talk a little bit about some of the sad news happening in the tech world and those sad news have to do with google removing its website completely from one country yes and we did ask you guys to text us in at 4215 and that country is australia now a couple of people did get it right someone <laughs> said new zealand which is close by australia but Australia is on a course to pass laws that would make tech giants negotiate payments with local publishers and broadcasters for content included in their search results or news feeds. And if they cannot strike a deal, a government-appointed arbiter will decide the price. Now, this is going to be very sad news for anyone living in Australia. You know, we depend on Google day in and day out. If you don't know something... Start using Yahoo. (laughs) You ask Google. But now, I mean, do you go to Yahoo? Do you go to DuckDuckGo? Which website do you choose? But Google did announce that they may be blocking the search engine if the government proceeds with a new code that would force Google and Facebook to pay media companies for the right to use their content. Now, Google's threat basically escalates a big battle that's been taking place for a while around the world, not just in Australia, but the search giant had warned that its 19 million Australian users would basically be facing degraded search and YouTube experiences if the new code was enforced. Now, this is very sad news. Now, I, mean, I believe a lot of people could maybe live without Google as there's a lot of alternatives. But YouTube, on the other hand, Mm-mm. a lot of people <laughs> cannot. 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What do you think should Google do? We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we got a lot in store for you guys. But I want you guys to take on me. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Every single year, we're excited for the brand new Apple iOS update. The latest one of them all was the iOS 14, and it basically redesigned the entire way we use our iPhones. It gave us, as users, a lot more power to control how our home screen looks like. But news is that the iOS 15 is going to be coming hopefully soon. I think it comes in June. Yeah. But there is some sad news for anyone who owns an iPhone 6S or the iPhone SE. Now, Omnia, actually, I wanted to talk to you about something about yeah. related to the iOS. Now, you do know that I got my hands on the iPhone 12 yeah. and 5G capability was mm-hmm. not working for me yes. as it should. <laughs> but after the hotfix of iOS 14, 14.3, I do have full 5G capability. No yes, indeed. And it happens surprisingly, Omnia. I'll tell you why. Because, yeah. you know, Apple comes up and says, hey, you need to charge your, uh, charge your phone because you're going to update your phone blah 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 blah. yeah i was like ignore 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 (laughs) ignore and then one night omnia it charged and and then it it did it it by itself then all of a sudden i see 5g (laughs) i'm like what and i'm like oh my god now i'm a human being because before i was like what's the point i have the brand new iphone but you can't enjoy 5g I i can't enjoy 5g but let me tell you something omnia yes the battery does drain more now but it's not as bad as you think it is bad in comparison when I was ha- was on 4G. Really? Yes, Omnia. I, I, w- I can't would... tell because honestly, like the charge of the phone lasts me pretty much all day. So so it depends on probably your usage of the phone. Yeah. Now, I'm a big power user when it mm. does come u- to using my phone. But uh, I did, uh, let's say I wake up at 9 a.m., 8 a.m. Yeah. It will last me when I was on 4G all the way to 10, 11 p.m. 
So a good 12 hours. But now, I do have to charge my phone by the time I do get home around 5, 6. It, no de- it depends on my day. But how about you try turning off cellular network whenever you have Wi-Fi? No. Why? I pay for my 5G. <laughs> I want to use it. <laughs> use it when you're out and about. Qu- it's quick. <laughs> you don't need to use it when you have Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, I don't use it when I have Wi-Fi, obviously, at work or at home. But yeah. let's talk about how iOS 15 may drop support for the iPhone 6 2016 and iPhone SE as well. Now, obviously, iOS 14 was recently new, and a lot of people did yeah. love the iOS 14. Especially and the widgets. The widgets <laughs> and the customizability on 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 those uh, devices. Now, uh, we're looking at that Apple is planning to release the iOS 15 operating system in June this year. And now a new report has revealed that it may even kill support for older devices like the iPhone 6, 6S Plus, as well as the 2016 iPhone SE. Now, obviously, this is a report and it is not 100% accurate. But again, every time we get a leak, 100% of the time, it is accurate. Yes, and it's crazy because the uh, last time we were talking to the Apple development specialist, he did say that Apple sometimes makes a deal with all those uh, people who come out with reports and rumors. Yeah, I, I, I think we, you and I had a conspiracy theory yeah. about a month ago. <laughs> to do that marketing scheme. But the reason why, you know, it's not discrimination against the iPhone 6 or the SE, but the fact that... Older versions. Yes, and the iOS 15 will no longer support the A9 chip that is found in those phones. So the iOS 15, though, will be able to run on iPhone 7, 7 Plus, and all the newer iPhones that were released after that. So this makes it compatible with any device that has the A10 chip or newer. Now, the 7th generation iPod Touch also has the A10 chip, so it should be able to run the iOS 15 iPhones are also going to be, you know, witnessing the iPhone, the iOS 15 update, but iPads will also get the iPad OS 15, which will also be dropping support for anyone who owns the iPad 4 mini, which was released back in 2015, the iPad Air 2, which was released in 2014, and the iPad 5, which was released in 2017. Now, meanwhile, the second beta of iOS 14.4 is introducing a new warning on iPhones that have had their camera repaired or replaced with aftermarket components rather Mm. than genuine Apple products. Now, Man, that, that's a tough one. That is a I tough was just one. Say. Because Omnia, I did face a problem back with my iPhone 6. Hmm. Uh, I did go to an aftermarket place to change my phone, uh, to change the screen of my phone that was cracked because no way I was paying 1500 1200 drums uh, to fix my my iPhone at Apple. So mm. I went to somewhere right here in Sharjah, 600 drums, and uh, I saved half of the price, but my phone then became bricked. Mm. It was not working. Why? Because Apple does something with their home button back in the day where if it is changed, they know and they will consider your uh, your Apple iPhone, not an Apple iPhone. Mm. So, I mean, Apple is doing a lot. And I, I mean, let's be honest. Is it ethical or unethical? Do you believe it's ethical or unethical? I feel ethical to change your no, parts no, ethical, in different places. Yeah, is it ethical? Places. I think it's Aftermarket. ethical. market. Yeah, it's your phone. Exactly. I mean, it's it's you choose how to fix it. I don't find it ethical that Apple is it's like being too attached to the user and their phones, you know? I, they, it's it's a way for them to make money. Now, I'm looking yeah. at it Omnia as if you buy a car. You buy a car. You have a four-year warranty on from the manufacturer, and then you can pick any other. And then place you can pick any other that. garage to fix it. I mean, at this point, right, right now, iPhones are expensive. 
I'm not gonna arm and a leg. I'm not. I'm not gonna pay every time uh, that huge fee. And same thing goes with cars. A lot of people, after that four-year warranty is done from their car, they will never go back to the manufacturer or the or the dealership because the dealership takes so much money and they take so much uh, labor work. I mean, time. I, time. I remember. I remember my friend has a BMW Omnia. Mm. He had to pay five thousand dollars to change a battery nah. at the BMW dealership where he could have went to a garage and pay 700 dirhams. I mean, not just that. I feel like the reason Apple is doing this is to just push its users to go ahead and sign up or buy the Apple Care, which is a great feature to have whenever you're buying a new iPhone. But also, some people just change their phones very regularly, so they don't want to go ahead and pay for Apple Care if they're going to be lured into buying the next phone. 4215, do it, or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Do you think it is ethical or unethical what Apple is doing, making uh, their users <laughs> having to go to their Apple uh, Care stores or Apple stores in general to fix their phones? We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we got news about an Emirati teen. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about an Emirati teen and how they have created a life-saving drone with AI and thermal cameras. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a life-saving drone. Now, innovative devices have been continuing the legacy of technology as an essential problem solver, and digital tools have emerged as forerunners in successful battles against a global medical emergency. Now, we see the use, we saw the use of drones happening during the COVID-19 pandemic. Charger police did roll out drones to kind of surve- surveillance, uh, use them as surveillance during the lockdown to see if anyone was going out and even using it, Omnia, uh, to sanitize the streets of Sharjah. But the Emirates have also deployed tech, including satellites that can assist disaster relief and young talented talent in the country is not far behind either. Yes, indeed. Teenagers are joining ranks of innovators globally, and UAE students have recently made a big mark on the sustainable world by creating different forms of tech to help save our environment. But today we're talking all about a teenager living right here in the UAE that has created a drone that can save people during natural calamities by spotting them under the rebel during rescue operations. Now, this is going to be life-changing, especially during natural disasters. You know, a natural disaster is completely out of a human's control. However, it is within our control to find out ways to save human beings that are stuck under, you know, big forms of rocks, mm-hmm. building um, Yes, yes, any uh, the, the rubble in general, any yeah. type of disaster, whether it's the building, in general, uh, thermal cameras are important, obviously, because you will see the body heat of that person that is stuck. Now, the device name is called Ceres and has been created by an Indian origin, Joshua Elvis Rodriguez, who also did add a solar panel to power up his drone. Now, it is making it more sustainable, and his hexacopter has six rotors and even can function when two of those are damaged after being hit by debris or due to harsh conditions during a natural disaster. Now, Joshua's drone does use thermal imaging to look through the rubble and can be equipped with data which does describe the physical attributes of missing people. Its AI capabilities also do upload readings from thermal cameras to the interface and even refer to the information on possible survivors to rescue people stuck underneath the wreckage. Now, Omnia, I'm looking at this in many different ways. I'm looking at this as well. Uh, let's say uh, someone is climbing a mountain, and right here in the UAE now in or the UAE, hike. 
on a hike we have a lot of mountains i think we have jebel jis as well uh and and a lot of people do go there during the night because the weather is amazing it does get pretty chilly up there and unfortunately, some people do get lost, whether it's in the desert or in the mountain. Now, a drone with a thermal camera and these six rotors that can withstand any type of condition is very essential and important to finding these people's lives and saving their lives. Yes, indeed. And my favorite part of this drone is the fact that he even prepared for the drone's disaster by creating extra rotors on it that can basically function even if the entire uh, device went basically missing or was destroyed itself. Now, this teenager has definitely spent endless hours reading about drone manufacturers. How can he go ahead and dismantle unused electronic devices? Because we do know that this drone was created in a very sustainable manner. He yeah. basically tried to use different parts that you know, of electronic devices that were rendered unusable. But his research has also helped him create uh, the drones that can cut down air pressure and enhance performance. He made this gadget top-notch on mm -hmm. all fronts. He also used LED lights to light up the drone, which basically also saves energy so that this gliding lifesaver can operate in dark and dusty conditions as well, which we do know right here in the UAE, the sand can definitely sandstorms, yeah. Yes, and it can render our visibility. Yes. Now, Omnia, if you noticed, and I've been noting, noticing this, there's a surge of young minds creating this innovative technology. Whether we talked about the self sanitization booth at someone's home, but this does come with access to the online knowledge and training, which has opened up avenues beyond classrooms globally. Now, Omnia, we're looking at a lot of people and a lot of young children creating things that they wouldn't have created if the pandemic didn't begin. Now, I'm looking at how much how, how much a lot of children have so much free time because yeah. they're home and they're... Now, obviously, some parents would not agree with me that <laughs> uh, too much free time is bad and uh, they're annoying them at home during, the, during the lockdown. <laughs> but some people, I mean, they, they, some kids, uh, they utilize the time they had. And we even talked about the seven-year-old coder yesterday who went to the University of Oxford. She landed herself she, an internship at yeah, Oxford she, University. And this was because of the pandemic. And I don't believe uh, she would have even had the time to do that if that pandemic wasn't in, in motion. So obviously, again, obviously the pandemic was horrible. It is horrible and we're still in it. But we got to look at the goods of the pandemic. I always, always Omnia, whether ever, either, whether <laughs> a, any situation comes to me, Omnia, yeah. I, looked, I like to look at the goods and the bads. And they always tell you, Omnia, when times are good, be grateful. And when times are bad, be also, graceful. Yes, I love that quote, especially because it fits very well with the time and day that we're living in right now. A lot of the times children need to be bored for them to be able to explore their creativity and see what they can go ahead and create. Let us know. Our text lines are open. 4215, do it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. How have your children or siblings been dealing with mm. lockdown? Or you yourself, how how had, how had were you dealing with mm. lockdown? Was I've read a lot of books. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Yes, I've read a lot of books. I do believe during lockdown. How long was lockdown? Only three months? two and a half, three months? And I, that time. I, I've read around six books. Oh, that's amazing. Six books, yes. I know I've online shopped way too much. Yeah, and <laughs> Amazon I did, I, I did hurt my bank my, account a little bit as killed well. Killed my bank account. So that that was one impact for a fact. But we want to hear from all of you. Let us know how has lockdown impacted you and what is one lesson that you learned from lockdown that you are implementing 
in your life, even post-lockdown. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking all about Facebook. They are making headlines by one configuration change that will cause some users to be locked out of their accounts unexpectedly. I mean, for me, Omnio, for lockdown, I like yeah. staying home now. You do. You Ever since it. lockdown, sometimes <laughs> I just don't want to go out. I'm like, I'm happy at home. I love my space. 4215, do it salat. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Have you been on the interwebs lately on the Facebook and <laughs> you have noticed that suddenly you've been logged out out of your Facebook account and you're like, what? I don't remember logging out of my Facebook account. Well, we do have the reason why and the answer to that because Facebook does say that configuration change did cause some users to be logged out unexpectedly. Now, users of the iOS app did report problems logging back in with a two-factor authentication on Friday. Yes, indeed. This all happened on the 22nd of January, and the reason behind it is a change in configuration. So this actually caused some people to be logged out of their Facebook accounts. Facebook did investigate the issue, and they actually created a fix for everyone that they launched. They apologized for the inconvenience, and they actually did explain that there was no breach in privacy for anyone whatsoever. But it definitely was an inconvenience, and uh, researchers have actually found out that it was mostly iPhone users that were impacted, and this brought them to think that maybe it's an iOS issue rather than a Facebook issue. Yes, now Facebook did take it to Twitter to tweet, so Facebook heard it was a configuration change, and hats off to the engineers who fixed the issue and patiently tried to explain the cause to us with no avail. Now, the problem did begin late Friday with users on Facebook Reddit uh, reporting that they were receiving sign-in prompts from their Facebook apps, but they had not signed out. Now, users did also find out that they appeared most affected by the logout issue, did noting that users of Facebook's iOS app were having difficulty logging back into their accounts when using that two-factor authentication. Now, most were able to log back in, but the authentication codes needed were taking a long time to reach users. Now, I've had this problem before, but not with Facebook because I don't use Facebook. Where uh, an You deactivated your Facebook I deactivated account. my thing. I don't yeah. need that anymore. But for example, a, a two-factor authentication, I would never get the message or the message would be delayed four to five hours. But uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of people are saying that the problem was with Facebook, uh, with, uh, with iOS. But the thing yeah. is, when you're going for that two-factor authentication, the, 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 the code should be sent from Facebook. So how That's come you're not thing. getting it? That's the thing. And this actually showcases that it's a Facebook issue rather than being an iOS issue. We did see a similar issue happening with WhatsApp uh, earlier, I think, last week. And the UAE Telecommunication Regulatory Authority was actually saying that they are advising everyone not to actually try to change their password anytime soon simply because that OTP that they're sending out may just be used as a scam by many hackers. Let us yes. know your thoughts. Our text lines are open. 4215-DO-IT-SALAT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95Radio. Have you been facing any issues with your Facebook accounts lately? Yes, Cindy, but we got the man of the hour. The <laughs> only place to be at 3, the halftime show with Omar Duri. Welcome to the studio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you got that number one hat on your head because Omar, you are number one. <laughs> According to YouTube, I'm not. Guys, uh, great to see you on the show. I've been listening even when I'm not in on days, and you guys are doing a fantastic job. On the show today, Kenzie Abdafrawi on squash, mental fitness, and being a champion. She's won over 70 national titles and 11 international professional squash tournaments, and I'm talking to her today on the Halftime Show.
I mean, can you beat that? I was about to drop the mic, but it wouldn't move. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I mean that you do have a very special, extraordinary person coming on air to you, with you today, and obviously that will be at 3 p.m. the halftime show with Amr Dori, and hopefully you guys will be in for a treat as Omni and I will be tuning in on our way back home. Yes, indeed, we do love listening everything that you have to bring up, whether it was emotional fitness, physical health, or even sports. So make sure you stay tuned for his show. Future Talk team is, or the Future Talk show is coming to an end, but you can catch us again tomorrow. Same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.